The first year after having a baby can be full of celebration, but it also can take a toll on you, especially if you don't have the resources you need. A new program hopes to fill in the gaps of early childcare and connect parents with community services on the west side of Chicago, where a disproportionate number of babies are born prematurely. It's called West Side Healthy Parents and Babies, and it's free for families in 10 West Side zip codes. The program is a partnership between West Side United and Lurie Children's Hospital. So here with us is the executive director of West Side United, Aisha Jaco. Welcome, Aisha. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Also in studio is Caitlin Kamwisher, the director of maternal and child health initiatives at Lurie Children's Hospital. Hello, Caitlin. Hi. And rounding out our panel is WBEZ public health and county government reporter Kristen Schorsch, who has a great report on the program you can read at WBEZ.org. Hey, Kristen. Hey, good morning. Good, or good morning. afternoon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I should know that. It is afternoon. It's almost 1230. Aisha, how did this program get started? So Westside Healthy Parents and Babies is um, really a reflection of our aim at Westside United to eradicate Chicago's life expectancy gap between the Loop and Tim Westside communities. And so when we look at the key drivers in this gap, uh, infant mortality is one of them. Mm. And so in our work in partnership with Cook County Health, Lurie Children's, Sinai Chicago, Rush, UI Health and Ascension, it's all about thinking about how our collective power as, as healthcare partners and CBOs can coalesce around thinking about our strengths. So these institutions combined curate about 7,000 births in the region. And so the idea in thinking about addressing infant mortality was to partner with Lurie in this initiative, really centering around the first year of a parent's journey after they deliver. Another fact is thinking about the fact that 67% of preterm births are really uh, reflected through African-American and Latinx women and their experiences. And so when we think about the gap, life expectancy gap in this region and who's disproportionately impacted, it is residents from these zip codes and women who need the supports. And so Lurie Children being a lead partner in our work came forth with this idea and platform to leverage supports to support moms in these communities. Actually, you talked about the life expectancy gap. This program, as you mentioned, is is, is sort of filling in the gaps of, of care and support that, that maybe are available to people, but they're not able to to access all the time. I wonder if you could, could talk, talk to me a little bit specifically about what kind of gaps this program is meant to fill. Sure. So I'm definitely going to punt to Caitlin in this in this That's segment great. because she is uh, one of the lead curators in this space. But when we think about some of the gaps, um, we're thinking about the social drivers of health at large. So there's housing, there's economic vitality that we're hoping to uh, bolster by providing means for employment and things like that. But in this program in particular, there are really wraparound supports arming mothers and birthing parents with supports that they need in terms of lactation and other uh, cross-cutting supports that allow them to parent successfully in this period where we see preterm births, low birth rate, weights, and other uh, disparities really having impact here. And so through Caitlin's leadership and others at Lurie, um, we've helped to implement this program that has a lot of different nuances related to those disparities. And so Caitlin can definitely take us on a journey on what those look like. Well, well Caitlin, yeah, I, please fill in. Uh, I I'm using gaps a lot. Please fill in the gaps here about how this program is going to work. But but one thing that, that I think is, is unique about it is that the, the program is not based on income. That's not how eligibility is determined. Why is that? I think really everybody needs support. 
So there are lots of resources um, that are eligibility based. And so that's challenging to navigate. So this program also helps families to determine what they qualify for, what they don't qualify for and what they're interested in. But also there's a large number of um, families that may not qualify for programs, but still need support. And so how can we fill in the gaps, as you said? Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're minding the Imagine gap. Yeah. Today. Right. The gap. Of, yeah, exactly. To make sure that they also have the resources that they need to be successful in that first year of their child's life. So, so Kristen, give us the sort of big picture view. I mean, when, when you reported on, on this program, how does it, is it unique to the Chicago area? I mean, how does it compare to other services that are available in the city? I mean, I think what this program highlights is you know, when we were talking for this story, um, we talked a lot about, like, there are a lot of existing services. It's just, we all don't know what we don't know, right? Like, you're you're a new parent, you're, you're, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, you need help. You don't know where to turn. So this program is really aimed to connect all of these, all of these links to people. So yeah, whether it's lactation, whether it's even getting an apartment. Um, there are a lot of programs out there. It's just, it's finding them can be really hard. Navigating healthcare in general can be really hard and confusing. Um, I see a lot lately too about like doula programs, like connecting families. And that's one of the things too with this program is connecting people with doulas, whether it's you need someone to help advocate you before, during and after the birthing process. Um, but yeah, there's just healthcare in general can be really confusing. And this is really aiming to help people connect with all these things that are already out there. Aisha, I want to talk a little bit more about West Side United. I mean, you all focus on the life expectancy gap, uh, which I believe can be up to 14 years when you compare parts of the West Side to, to other parts of the city. Um, when you think about your mission overall uh, of reducing that life expectancy gap or eliminating it, why uh, why early childhood? Why early child care support is a way to sort of attack this problem? Sure. So when we look at the drivers in the gap, there's a range. Again, infant mortality being one, cardiometabolic disease and the groupings there that include hypertension, diabetes, heart disease. Uh, also in this grouping is homicide, opioid overdose. Um, and then in, with COVID recently, we've seen uh, the impact there in some of our communities. And so the idea is that if we're going to address the gap, we've got to have an all hands on deck approach just by the virtue of how this collaborative is formed. You have six healthcare systems who have traditionally been competitors mm. coming together to work under the guise, the agnostic guise, I should mention, of Westside United to really think about how they leverage their anchor mission capabilities. So if combined, they'd be the number one employer in the state of Illinois. So what would it look like if there was a combined approach on hiring, on social impact investing? And such is the case when we think about infant mortality and some of the drivers in that space. So we have to think about that and having leaders like Lurie Children's Hospital, who is a primary pediatric care uh, facility, be at the forefront of that is very important. It's about meeting and thinking about our partners and where they have the greatest strengths and successes. So we don't want to reinvent the wheel. As my colleagues have mentioned, there are a lot of a lot of things happening. And so our role as a convener is to play our part by making sure we're connecting the dots and that everyone is working in a synchronized way. So we know that if we want to eradicate the gap, we have to think about preterm birth, low birth weight, some of the other uh, drivers, kindergarten reading, third grade uh, 
reading and math preparedness. And so what we're talking about is a whole model that has to have experts at every level from education, workforce development. And so as we think about our impact in infant mortality, this program and partnership is very critical. And the collaboration under the expertise of Lurie and other CBO partners and hospital partners like Sinai is very critical to the success because everyone has different entry points in these communities and ways in which they're successful. And so for us, it's really around finding that right mix and partnership so that we see the long-term impact so that when we look at 2030, the life expectancy gap is not what it was today. When we look at 2050, when we look at 2070, we're seeing a difference because of the seeds we planted today with Westside Healthy Parents and Babies and other initiatives. Caitlin, I, I mean, how critical is that first year for when it comes to survival rate and growing, you know, healthy children? How, how critical is that first year of support? It's very critical. I think most of um, development happens in the first year. The resources that families need um, are challenging to access. So Westside Healthy Parents and Babies is designed to um, be what each family needs. So if they just have one question, we're there to answer that one mm -hmm. question. If they need support through their child's first year of life, we're happy to support them through that. So the benefit of being a Westside United program is it has the neutrality of partnering with all the healthcare organizations as well as the social services on the West Side. So not only are we a resource for families, but we're also a resource for healthcare organizations and social services who are looking for other resources for the families that they're serving. Is it is it unique for you guys to partner with with what are in some ways competitors? I don't think it's unique. I think it's um, great. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's unique and great. But no, you're saying you all as as medical professionals, as as, as healthcare providers, if you can combine to, to try to solve a problem, that you're going to do that. Yes, and I think that Westside Healthy Parents and Babies is that's at the root of everything we're doing. Is we can't do it alone. Not one group can do it alone. Not one healthcare system can do it alone. Mm. We have to do it together, which is also you know the mission of Westside United. So it works great to collaborate in that sense. Um, Kristen, you looked at public health data on how many newborns are born preterm across the city. How did the West Side compare to Chicago overall? Yeah. And so preterm, just to define it for yeah, people, please. is before 37 weeks. So we typically think of it as like a premature baby. Um, the West Side communities have some of the highest numbers of preterm babies in the entire city. Austin, Westtown have the highest numbers. Um, and there are, there are big consequences for that. Um, being born premature is linked to higher deaths for babies who survive. It's linked to things that can develop down the road. It's harder to fight off infections. You could develop asthma, um, things like that. So there are serious consequences. So as we all talk about reducing this life expectancy gap on the West Side, being able to help infants and families in the beginning, obviously is going to help reduce that gap. Caitlin, I'm wondering if we could put even more meat on the bone of this program. I mean, if if I am a new I, if I'm a new parent on the west side, I would say I am a new parent. But if I'm a new parent on the west side who's participating in this program, um, what kind of services can can I be connected to? How how do I sort of get 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 into this program and and start getting connected? Yeah, sure. So we have a website. It's www.wsparentsandbabies.org, and families can access us through filling out a form there. Or you can also email wsparentsandbabies at lurychildrens.org. 
And so we have a wide variety of services that we offer. Currently, we offer um, parent support groups in English and Spanish. And those are uh, as a drop-in currently. So parents can stay in them as long as they see benefit um, and and use them as frequently as they would like. Um, we have resource navigation is one of the biggest things. So kind of in line with the development of this program was the understanding that the West Side doesn't need another program. What we need is kind of support in navigating what currently exists. Mm. So that is one of the big things that we try to do is help families um, access the services that they're interested in and help them um, ideally so that they're not sitting on a wait list or um, trying to reach a program that they might not qualify for. So we kind of take some of those barriers away and do that navigation for them. And so a lot of questions they have might be um, around housing. How do I get utility assistance? How do I sign up for WIC? Um, how do I access a community doula? Things of that nature. Excellent. So in a way, it's not that there's necessarily need for more lactation services in Austin. It's that there's there's a need for connecting people to services that already exist. Correct. And I want to follow up. You mentioned a parent su support group. What is the importance? What's the value of parents getting together to talk? Parent support groups exist also in home visiting programs, which we refer to home visiting programs. And it's a it's a big component of their model because the peer to peer support is just invaluable. So it's it provides a space for parents to learn from each other, connect with each other while um, a trained facilitator is is working with the parents and making sure that the information is shared is accurate and correct. And Excellent. Aisha, this program soft launched last year. What have you seen? What are any takeaways you've seen since then? So we are thinking about ways in which when we think about the region and the west side, um, how to Caitlin's point, we don't reinvent the wheel. We plug in. Uh, we have the Sankofa Wellness Village in Garfield Park launching. It will co-locate a federally qualified health center curated by Erie Family Health. Rush will have her center for well-being. So now that this program has taken off and gotten legs, when that center opens in 2025, we see us having proof of concept of something that can come in and be housed in the core of the West Side in a community that also has some of the higher numbers when we look at the region in terms of uh, some of the gaps. And so we're thinking about where we can launch and have this program live in, in places and ecosystems that are uh, emerging uh, to really provide services in parts that have the highest rates. So when we think about Garfield Park, it has the largest life expectancy gap. And so being able to center a program like this, now that it's launched, people are starting to react to it. Uh, we think that it'll be a great fit there. And so we're thinking about ways in which we showcase it, share it, and that this is also a national model, that when we learn more around this launch, what it looks like on the South Side and what it can mean in other communities and cities similar to Chicago. I've been lucky enough to, to talk to some people behind the the right the Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative, right not behind it, but part of the Right to Wellness Collaborative. I mean, is it an exciting time? I know there's still a lot of work to be done, but do you feel like it's an exciting time for improving wellness and healthcare on the west side of Chicago? I think it's a great time because right down the street from us, we have Malcolm X College and their uh, West Side Learning Center. They're doing a $17 million renovation. Uh, if you go down to Central, you have the Aspire Center in Austin where they'll, that, that'll be a hub for workforce development. 
Um, if you go over to Washington, you've got the K. Ryan Arts Center. Coming back to the village, you have the Mayafa Center for the Arts and Activism. And so it is a great time for, for the West Side to really have these anchors of health in a way that we have not seen. And so we're really excited about that. Excellent. Christian, we talked about there already being existing services and people maybe just needing help connecting to them. You reported that parents can often end up on a wait list for services. I mean, walk us through how that happens, why that can be a problem. Hmm. Well, there's a big shortage of workers in general, right? You name it. Name an industry, there's a workforce shortage, especially in healthcare, especially in mental health care. Um, you know, I've reported extensively on like trying to find a therapist or a social worker to talk to you could be on a wait list for a very long time, especially for low income parents. Um, in terms of like lactation consultants, I mean, I can just say, you know, from reporting and from from friends that it can be really hard to to find someone to come to your house or for you to be able to leave your house to go and find somebody. I mean, I just I just think of all the you know, being a new parent and how exhausting it is. It's just to be able to have someone you can call to be like, I need X, Y, and Z support and to be able to be connected with that. I still think there's a lot more services that could really help people. Like I, I think lactation consultants, there could be a lot more of them, um, especially depending on what your income is for them to be able to help you. Um, but yeah, basically I think, I think that this program is going to be able to hopefully connect the dots, but I think it will be really interesting to kind of like Aisha mentioned, measure it and see how it goes in the next year. Um, I also did just want to mention you had asked Caitlin about, you know, health systems being competitors. I think it is really unique that we're seeing more and more hospitals kind of bring down those walls and bring down those silos so that their patients can benefit from the programs that each of them have. Excellent. Unique and great, as Caitlin was saying. Uh, we've been speaking with WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch, Aisha Jaco of Westside United, and Caitlin Kamwisher from Lurie Children's Hospital. We've been talking about a free program supporting Westside families through the first year after having a baby. You can read more about the program at WBEZ.org and apply for the program at the website of Westside Healthy Parents and Babies.